Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 171. This week on the show, I've got an awesome conversation from an upcoming band that some of you may be familiar with. More likely, you're not familiar with them yet, so you should fucking get familiar. Uh, That band is from States Away. Huge shout out to them. Thank you for all the guys getting on the, the call with me. Um, and having this conversation, really cool conversation, talked about kind of the origin of the band, uh, persevering through COVID, persevering through literally being from states away, all the guys, you know, kind of lived in different areas when they formed the band and whatnot. Um, we talked about the new album, Sun in My Eyes, and just all kinds of shit. It was a really good conversation, really fun to have. I think you guys are going to enjoy this one, especially if you're looking for a new pop punk, uh, punk, alt, whatever the fuck box we're going to put them in uh, type of band. You guys know how I feel about genre labels. So, you know, I think this is a band that should be on your radar, uh, especially if you're looking for kind of what's next in the scene and they're definitely it they're they're one of the bands that's going to be blowing up in this scene i think so um yeah let's just dive into this this is my conversation with the boys in from states away so um to kick things off i do start with the same boring question every time simple introduction let's go around the the zoom here and introduce yourself let's do uh you know what you do in the band and just because we have the whole band here let's do everybody picks a fun fact about somebody else in the group oh that's oh. fun <laughs> okay Bennett, whoever wants Bennett to kick it off oh sorry i got a dog you're fine <laughs> Bennett should start. i'm bennett uh, i play guitar in the band and um i'll say that joey is the biggest spider-man fan that i know <laughs> solid <laughs> very true yeah um yeah i i've been into spider-man since i was like born uh right. there's like videos of like like in pjs and stuff like of spider-man i don't know what my life would be like if he was <laughs> but uh anyway um i'm gonna uh kind of go into Bennett there and uh, he is the biggest Batman fan you will at, like if you step into that kid's apartment it's it looks like the Batcave that's dope oh, not just me <laughs> yeah that's dope um and uh I guess about a fact about Chris he's really into uh the anime stuff he, he's a uh, total weave right <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I used to be more but yeah i I'm into yeah, anime's anime is pretty sick. I a big chainsaw man fan right now. I think it's pretty sick. Um yeah, uh I really love Vinland saga and stuff like that. You know, I have that tatted on my leg. Um, but yeah, I can go into that stuff, not making it to Comic Con this year. Um, but I've been going. Um got my tickets. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh <laughs> no fun facts though about um about Taylor is Taylor, I think, you know, where people like to drink water and like other liquids, like, you know, to like hydrate. Yeah. Taylor has, I don't, I don't think Taylor knows that it like exists. So Taylor essentially primarily only fuels himself on Mountain Dew. 
Um, Only Mountain Dew. And he's alive. He's a social yeah. experiment, essentially. Yeah. But and we love everything like about water. it. Yeah. That's that's dope though. Like I have a Powerade currently, but Dr. Pepper is my thing. Oh, I don't drink water. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dude, Dr. Pepper is gas. I love Dr. Pepper. <laughs> this man, this man is all about the do. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Um, so uh Taylor, you want to give one now? Pick on somebody. Um, <laughs> so I I'm Taylor, I play drums and uh been playing drums my whole life. But one fun fact about kind of like everybody in this band we all were really obsessed with uh the clothing brand johnny cupcakes Definitely. and that like the fact that me and joey came after the fact i like have been a fan of johnny cupcakes like before i knew these guys and uh like the love for johnny cupcakes was equally there when i joined so it's like we all came together and we're like oh shit we all like johnny cupcakes it's like yeah. that was like one thing we bonded on at, like the first practice because like my first tattoo when i was like 20 i got a, a johnny cupcakes logo tattooed on me and it was just like, oh, Bennett, you like Johnny Cupcakes too? Oh, Brendan, you do too? Like, what the hell? Yeah. It was sick. It was yeah, a sick thing to bond on. Pretty much 70 to 80% of my clothing is Johnny Cupcakes. <laughs> I mean, that's not terrible, right? Like, it. so it's one of those things where, you know, especially coming together for something like this, you know, putting together a band project or replacing members and things like that. The biggest concern is always like, are they a fit? And so to find something semi-obscure like that, where it's like, oh, we all love this clothing brand. Like, okay, we're probably going to be chill. Like, that's going to work. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I feel like a niche clothing brand like that. Like, it's not like, a, you know, it's, it's kind of popular in its own sense, not like commercially popular, but like within the niche. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's talk kind of about um, the kickoff, right? The formation of this band and and kind of, how it's evolved because you guys have been in in the industry quote unquote for quite a while um flying under the radar now uh forming all the way back in 2015 and really starting to break out now post covid uh thanks to maybe some of the playing field being leveled with that yeah. uh but talk about what like what that was like and you know working your way through formation into uh the van's warp tour type stuff and and getting this momentum behind you you know because it's it's a process to get a band rolling in a, yeah. in the right direction anyway mm, yeah <laughs> for sure i think ben ben I, this is all you man you could you're good at this <laughs> yeah just the the quick history of the band right uh, <laughs> uh, i was in a band in college um called voted most random and um when college ended a couple of us in the band you know had a whole bunch of school loans so we couldn't really continue on with doing the band full time so we kind of stopped it and then a year or two goes by and you know we miss playing music so we just got together again just really for fun and um you know it we didn't just have fun we ended up starting the band the first time we jammed again so um from states away was kind of formed back in 2013 or so to begin with and um slowly over that we added Chris and um, Brendan, who's not here. And then uh, a couple of years later, um, the two guys I started the band with ended up leaving, still best friends with them. But then um, I knew Joey through Sal, one of the guys. And then um, Taylor actually came on through a Facebook post, kind of mutual friend kind of thing. So they were kind of seamlessly added to the band. And um, 
it was just a great fit and kind of allowed us to keep playing music. Um, you know, we could have, it's, it's tough adding people. like kind of, like you said, but, um, you know, they seamlessly fit in and here we are. That's the, like, like when I had joined in like 2015, I remember I was, they were like, yo, like Sal, I knew Sal cause he was my RA. And I remember meeting him the night he wrote me up um because I was having this party <laughs> in my dorm room and I was like dude like and then he sees this guitar in my room I was a freshman and he was a junior and um he's like writing me up and I'm ha- I have like I have girls in my room like trying you know what I'm saying like right. and, and like I was I was having a good time and he sees this guitar and he's like oh you play music I'm like yeah bro like what do you care like at this right. point and he's like Oh, you know, look, look, think I'm looking for like a singer in my band. I'm like, get the fuck out of my my room, bro. And <laughs> like, write me up and recruit me at the same yeah, time. Yeah, That's not crazy. gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is crazy. Uh, like, but so then, you know, we end up like talking. He actually didn't write, end up writing us up, which was cool. And like, we um, like he, we went to a show for this band called City Lights. It's like an old, like an older, like pop punk band kind of yeah. body. And we really bonded that way and got like really close. And I was like, dude, yeah, for sure, want to be in in the band and stuff because it was like. There was nothing written like nothing was really his one song i think it was like still like barely the thing yet it doesn't like the band wasn't out there and um i was like i have to go to australia like i'm going to australia so he's like fuck you dude like i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm like yeah i'll see you in like six months though and like so i get back and i um we start this thing we start playing in sal's like basement in his house and it was like i remember like we were driving like three hours every every day like every sunday to get there and like we were all coming from different areas like i was coming from long island like they were in connecticut like ben was coming from like upstate new york kind of like mamaronek area and kind of put together like we also love this band called major league and they have a song called from states away and then we were like oh we're from state like we're coming from different states and it just like fit you know and then like i think it was like our sixth ben i don't know sixth or seventh show like we entered like the warp tour contest and like fifth show. third what third third show the fifth yeah. show whatever yeah fifth show right like we ended up playing this and it was and it was crazy it was like wow like dream come true getting to play this and you know like we put one record we put an EP out in I think 2017 right Ben was that hyper vigilant or is that 2018 hyper vigilant 16 2016 okay so then and then Sal who was the one of the original founders and Scott who's another original founder left um, just to pursue like business stuff, like on their own, yeah. our best friends, homies, and then Joey and Taylor joins. And we were like, we put out, um, then we put out hypervigilant and then uh, I swear this light won't fade. Sorry, not hypervigilant. I'm getting like confused with my own band. Um, they know this for me though. I, Ben knows I, I get very jumbled up in the uh, timelines are, are crazy, yeah, timeline. right? Um, We've seen Marvel enough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they have for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then like COVID hit, man. And it was like, it was like a hit to the band. Like it was a hit to every band. Right. Like it was um, like, we didn't know what was going on. Like we had a song written, like, which was Sun in My Eyes, the first song, like for the album. And we were like playing it acoustically at like some shows and like the band was like in a really good spot. Like we were feeling good. And then like everything got like fucking ripped up and it was like, damn, like we were still trying to practice over zoom. I remember that like, right. Like we were like on like a voice call trying to do it. And it was like, 
it was, it was crazy, but you know, I think it just really like, we all like were in this down moment and we were like, and honestly, I was probably the biggest part of that. Like, I was like, I was like, I remember Joey having a big talk with me being like, dude, like, you're not, you're not putting in like enough work and like, you're not like, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, are we doing this? Like, and I was like, you know what? I didn't even realize, like, I was like, I was just down, like, you know what I mean? And like, it really just, that was like two years ago. And that like turned everything around, man. Like for me at least. And like, then like the camaraderie was back. And like, then we were like, dude, let's just make a fucking album. Like we need to do this. Like we're a band. We're so good. Like we think we're, we love each other. Like we have like all of us have been around forever. Let's just make an album for ourselves. Like, let's just make an album for like to show our kids and shit. Like, that's like why I want to do this shit. Like, yeah. And have fun with it. Like make a vision for ourselves. So, you know, man, like two years later, two and a half years later, we're here now. So yeah. Like a crossroad where like, we had to decide like, is this, are we going to let this be it? Is COVID going to be us? Are we going to do our own thing and kind of, push forward on the beat of our own kind of drum so i think i uh, go down that way yeah we didn't right yeah and that that's exactly what i was going to say i think covid was a, a a realization point for a lot of artists like is it time to you know we have have a chance to have an escape and say well it wasn't our fault it was covid's fault yeah or yeah. we can persevere and and push through and make something better um, and it leveled, you know, as bad as it was, it leveled the playing field because nobody could be out touring. Dude, yeah. everybody was stuck. Right. So it's like, okay, we we all only have X number of opportunities right now. Yeah, a lot of our friends' bands, like a lot of bands we know, like kind of just stalled, like you know. And we were like, oh, where? Sh-? Like, I think it was like, I don't know when, like maybe 2021, 2022, whatever. We're like, where is every, where every, like all the bands like we were playing with and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. So it was, yeah. It was hard to even find a scene to like, you know, push forward with. Right. And, uh, you know, we're getting older too. We're not unaware of that. And it was like, you know, go forward or, 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 or call it now. And here we are we're about to put out an album. <laughs> I think a good, and that's good. You brought that up Joey. It's like the, this, and like, we really didn't like, we, during like COVID when COVID was happening, like Long Island was like, we played a lot there. Like we played in like Connecticut sometimes. Like we really like found like there was, there's a uh, collective called Sighing in Unison that like put on a lot of shows and we were a part of that. And they were like, they're our homies. And um, we're actually playing the release show with like two of the bands that were like in that collective it's called Shore Break and Nice Shot Kid. They're like good friends of ours. Yeah. Um, and like, that was not around anymore. And essentially it was kind of like this zeitgeist, like um, like the Long Island scene. It wasn't really, at least like what we were, like our friends, like there is like another, there's like a good, there's like uh, like golden booking and like inner love and they're all, they're a fire. Like, and they're like really good dudes and stuff. Like we just like, there weren't like our, like our links, you know what I mean? So like, we, we hope, like we just didn't have that connection. So we were like, oh shit, like, you know, we got to find our own again. And I think a good thing is like, we opened for this guy called Kenny Hoopla, um, who's like homies with Travis Barker and stuff. We like opened for him like back last year. Was it, when was that Ben Taylor? Yeah, it was April. Yeah. Last year. And we met um, like our good friends. Now there is band who's opening also on the bill called no stranders. And they were 
I got to say like a big intro, like for us, like into like New York City's like scene essentially and like getting opportunity. Like we like, we're like, oh, we have, we know people kind of now right. in New York and like New York City. And like, there's like a lot of bands here. There's like, you know, a lot of like opportunities and like, so I just thought that was like another, like more fuel for us to keep going. Like we kept, we got another, ch- like we got more things to keep us moving. Like that was a really good show for us. It was fun, but um, but yeah, just new friends, old friends coming together. History of the band's hometown is kind of a funny thing because yeah. in the beginning, um, we're com- we were coming off, you know, my previous band, the two guys I started with, which was in Connecticut. So when we started this band, we had all of our Connecticut connects from bands to the venues. So we played really a lot in that was pretty much our home base, Connecticut, yeah. and then. Um, some of the places we were playing started closing and shutting down and bands started kind of waning. So then we kind of shifted more, like as Chris mentioned, to the Long Island area where we were really a part of that signing Unison community and and Shore Break and all those bands that we kind of found a new home with. And then in the COVID area, a lot of those bands kind of died down a little and the whole scene and then now we've kind of found ourselves in new york city so in like from the band members to the band home we are like in every sense from states away we just keep moving somehow we just keep going man (laughs) hey as long as forward is the direction right and i think that's interesting because like you mentioned i talk a lot about always network right especially in these stages of your career where you don't know who that handshake is going to lead to or what door is going to be opened by that person. So, you know, by making friends in the scene. And I think the, the thing about the pop punk scene, the alternative music scene, whatever we're going to call it, I fucking hate genre labels anyway. Um, (laughs) But, you know, in, in this type of scene, it's such a, it feels like anyway, that the competition has went away vastly. And in that, I mean that bands are more willing to say, hey, we want you here, or hey, you need to go talk to this guy. I agree with that a lot, actually. Um, we're, you know, with like No Strand is a good example of this. Like when we, we didn't know them when we were playing the Kenny Hoopla show, they were also like a, another like local kind of who like got to open. It was like yeah. a, and I just remember myself and I was like, no, nah, this is a competition. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, we don't want to, like, I don't know. I was like kind of going in like, you know, like a sports team trying to find yeah. another sports team. And, you know, like, I, I don't know what it hit, like just talking to them and like being cool. Like they were like, I was like, these guys are cool. Like, fuck that. I can't be like, we can't like, what's, what's good is it that doing? Right. Like, and like, you know, so I kind of went in wanting to like, the enemies are like rivals and shit, but like we ended up just being really cool. And like, they have like helped us with like booking contacts and like, you know, this was early in the relationship, the band relationship with them, booking yeah. contacts and like helping us with shows, like, and like other bands we know, like the same thing. And it was like, this is different from kind of how like it was before COVID. I felt like it was like eating where we were like dog eat dog. Like no one was gonna, everyone was gatekeeping and like, so you're, I agree. Like, I think it's, it's cool. There's a lot more resources, like to me, at least. I think it's, it's, it's a little, we have more chance to me. I never understood that. I mean, art isn't a competition. If, I mean, at least I don't think it should be. I, I, I get that 
you know, there's a level of limited slots available at the table, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I never, never got that whole, like, don't, don't let them in. Like I, I've always with that. Yeah, kind it, of- it's an insecurity thing, Joe, like they're insecure that somebody's going to take their spot. So that's mm-hmm. why you gatekeep it. And like, I agree with you. It should never fucking exist anyway. But mm-hmm. I think, I think that's the misconception is people think they have to compete for these spots because that's the only way they, they succeed. And it's like, okay, but uh, uh, what's the, the saying? A rising tide raises all ships, right? So like yeah. if the whole scene yeah. is getting better, we're all going to make more. We're all going to do more. We're all eating. Like at the end of the day, we're all eating. Yeah. There's plenty of room at the table. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's dive in, you know, COVID comes and goes um, and here we are on the other side of it to this really kind of resurgence, especially in the pop punk music, right? Like yellow card just announced they're fucking getting back together and doing shows. And there's just so much. Yeah. There's so much that's like building here. Uh, What's this like for you guys now, as you're on the, the precipice here of releasing an album, you've got a couple new singles, like you see what's out there and available. I think it's sick. I mean, it's better than it not being like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it's fired, honestly, because I mean, I think the, the rest of the guys are a lot more into, um, I guess like the rock, like pop punk bands, like rising bands, so they could speak on it a little more than I can. Um, but I just see just a lot more opportunity with like, just honestly, I know this sounds like kind of old, but like the internet in general, just like we have anyone can make, anyone's got it. Like we can all like make music, put it up, play shows. And like people are like, and honestly, I don't love the guy, but Machine Gun Kelly helped. Like he helped a lot. Like I and I got I, opinions there as well. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I my sister, I got my friends, he's like whatever, you know. Like Joey loves her. <laughs> but um, I'm like, reserved. But you know what? At the end of the day, thank you. It's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like it Travis Barker, like and like, you know, we're all big blink fans. Like we're all like huge OG blink fans. They're like in the they're in the mainstream now. And it's so it's great. Like it's sick. Like it's I'm hyped that it's like not dying down. It's getting resurgence. Like kids are making like cool music now, like bands, they like instrument, like, you know, it was like I love hip hop. Like that's like probably my favorite genre, like is is hip hop. And like um, like it's cool that both are existing like as like forefront music right now in the mainstream. Yeah. And I think the rest of the guys can probably speak to like pop punk a little bit more, but if like Ben or Joey Taylor, go for it, man. Taylor is responsible for like 90% of the music I listen to now. He <laughs> is on the pole with modern pop punk. And he just like, I don't know. Hey, how do you do it? How do you hear these things? He, he has like his own little birds. He's in the, uh, <laughs> his, the whisperer. He just got me into this band called Drain. Have you heard of him? Uh-uh. Like, yeah, cool. I don't think they're pop punk though, in my opinion. No, it's not pop. Hundred percent hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. But I fuck with the heavier shit too. And Taylor, like, I don't know if they're a new band or if they just put out a record or what the, their deal is. But he just got me into them. He got me into this band, Like Pacific. They're like my favorite mm-hmm. band. I don't know where. Hey, where do you hear this stuff? It's opportunities, man. Like, uh, I found out about Like Pacific. Uh, my friend Anthony was uh, on tour with them selling merch before they got signed to Pure Noise and they needed somewhere to, to crash. And he hit me up when they were coming through Connecticut and they're like, hey, 
like last minute, but can we like crash on your couch or whatever? And I had a band stay at my house plenty of times before I had like the first band that stayed over my house was, uh, in her own words and, uh, worthwhile. They both were together. Worthwhile. And my parents, my parents were like open arms, like cooking on breakfast. Um, so <laughs> when, um, he hit me up, like, I didn't even have to ask my parents. I was just like, Hey, there, this band's coming through, you know, they'll probably be in and out, but you know, I know this dude that's with them. He's respectful. I'm sure they're respectful. And, uh, they were super friendly. I had the flu, so I didn't even really get to hang out with them much because I didn't want to get them sick. I didn't get to go to their show, but you're a real one. Yeah. What happened there? It, like it was, it was really chill. And then they left me their EP, um, which was, you know, it was before, I think they had just gotten signed to Pure Noise. Maybe they, well, they didn't have their full length. Though. They didn't have this in like you asked out. And um, like I listened to it, and I was like, holy shit, I fucking love this band now. And um, they just released, you know, Distant like you asked, and that became like that album touched so like close to home for me and um that was that was that's just an example of one band but like drain like i found them on um tiktok actually uh the the guy hate five six the um mm -hmm. yeah. guy who records the the live sets yeah. he um did like a drum cam and i was like holy shit their drummer is so good and then i like looked up their music and um i look i it was just before living proof came out their singles came out and i really liked how their their production their sound you know their style and so i like i bought the wall flag before like knowing what the album sounded like and then when the album dropped i was like yo this is this album like is literally gonna be my album of the year i knew it the first time i listened to it That's it was sad. just so sick but but it's just like you know i i give like bands that i've maybe heard of a couple times but never like checked out i'll be like okay i'll keep that in mind when i get a chance and then you know next time i see their name i'll, I'll definitely look them up like I'll, I'll look up usually their first thing on youtube yeah because you know music videos are you know fun to watch and even if like the music isn't all there, like the visuals were quite there. So Drain just fucking blew it out of the park, which is how I found, you know. I love that Taylor's always hungry for more. Like he always wants to find new music. And like, I think that's, I think that's like why his style is always evolving as a drummer. And it just, it's sick. Yeah. Well, but not, I was going to say, yeah, I, <laughs> I was going to say on that though, like the, that hunger has to fuel like you pick up things from different bands at that point and go fuck like i didn't think about that combination or that time signature for this style but like let's let's see what it happens you know yeah for sure for sure trying new and different things like um one That's of our good. songs right like the whole the whole beauty of music is like when you're putting out something like new but it's still like familiar uh, I don't know. Uh, like for, for me that you, you said before, Josh, like you hate genres. Like I, I think genres are like the scourge of what we do because like they compartmentalize and put into a box what really should be not box. It's art. It shouldn't have yeah. like kind of boundary to it. So like for, for me, pushing forward and finding new music is like so so important for not growing stagnant in in writing you know and it's yeah. it's really important definitely really. definitely taylor so, you had something else you were going to say real quick right what's up taylor like with with our album coming out we have a bunch of different styles all like pop punk adjacent in yeah. in the writing like we have kind of like kind of breakdowns like pop punk breakdowns we have like a like a like a hardcore song we have kind of like a um kind of like a hip hoppy song you know we kind of touch all bases with it and it's it flows together really smooth on the album and individually and 
I think that's my favorite part about our like upcoming releases. Like none of the songs sound the exact same. They're all different. They're all stylistically different, but again, the same, but different. They like, they fit into the alternative music genre. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. That's, that's like, that was a huge point of this album is like, we wanted to like do every, like we wanted to, everyone to enjoy it. Like we want a little piece of everything for us, but like still to be like FSA. We still want it to be from States Away at the end of the day, but yeah. there's something for everybody, I think. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's the important part, especially with the debut album, right? Like showcase, Yeah, that's all it is. Here's a taste of a lot of shit that we can do. And then as album two or the next EP, whatever drops next, like maybe yep. we'll branch off and just explore one of those things but I want to showcase our full range of capability. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if people like kind of like fuck with something like super heavy and we're like, Oh, let's do a whole album like that. Definitely. Right. Yeah. 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 Joe, what were you going to ask me? Oh, I was going to ask you like what your like preferences musically were like where, what your background, you mentioned yellow car before. So yeah. I- yeah. So uh, I grew up a, a big, big, pop punk and emo kid so uh ben's wearing the census fail shirt uh big fan of census fail big fan of of the i consider it the golden age of pop punk and and leading into the metal cores and stuff like that uh i grew up listening to with my dad a lot of classic rock metallica van halen all that um but yeah anything pop punk emo hardcore post-hardcore that's that's really my wheelhouse so Okay. A big influence of the band, I feel like, is Taking Back Sunday. Like, at Love least, them. like, a huge, like, early influence. Like, I remember, just Brendan's not here, but me and Brendan have a lot of, like, dueling vocals. And we were always just really inspired by, like, by them. And, like, kind of the back and forth vocal kind of synergy that um, that TBS has. And, like, those, like, the bridges. Like, the bridges from Taking yeah. Back Sunday were, like, on tell all your friends like the bridges i remember hearing that in like in like high school for the first time i was like this is fucking wild i was like they're like it's raw like it was yeah. so raw there wasn't like a lot of fucking like you can't hear a lot of tuning on their voice like it's kind of they're growling and they're like fucking pitchy and i don't know like that i just i always like that as like a vocalist but yeah and I, I think the thing with them too let's be honest Adam Lazara is the fucking epitome of a frontman, right? Like, oh, oh, yeah, dude. He's a showman. Yeah, like, like yeah. fucking, I know the guys will never love me, but I always wanted to throw the fucking mic around my neck and shit. So, so he did that. I don't know if you guys know this story. So he did that years and years ago, and he was doing the whole neck thing, and the mic actually busted him in the fucking mouth. And oh. he had <laughs> blood all over his shirt and shit. They made it into a shirt with the fucking mic cord wrapped around your neck. And oh, the, yeah, oh, I didn't, it was so that's hard. That's yeah. hard. <laughs> it's bound to happen, though, right? Like, right. Awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that Brandon has that shirt right now. I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. Pour it out for Brandon. They're yeah, they're so fucking cool. And I think you know the thing that I'm I'm enjoying about you guys is you can hear those notes. You can hear some of that. To yeah. Joe's point, when it sounds familiar, even if it's new, like there's some sort of nostalgia in your music. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. It was a fucking dope shirt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's like it's brand new, but there's just that little hint of nostalgia that you're like, OK, I fuck with this. Like, I know what this is already. 
Uh, them yeah. two men all speaking of brand new, which is like, I know like, dude, fuck Jesse Lacey, but like, we all, we all know, but we all like, we, there was an inward influence before all that shit yeah. happened. Right. Like, but, and I always say, obviously depending on the person, but for the most part, like separate the art from the person as yeah. a human being, fuck him. Like, yeah. Piece of shit. yeah. As a band and an artist. Cool. I fuck with them. You know, the rest of the band exists. It sucks. Like, you know, they yeah. didn't, they didn't do shit. I, who know? I don't know. But like, we don't know that they've done shit. <laughs> I know, right? We don't know shit, I guess. It's crazy. <laughs> I know, but crazy yeah. Real. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's dive into, you've you've dropped the single, um, hold me, uh, Held Me Down. Held me I was going to say Hold Me Down, uh, <laughs> but Held Me Down. And, you know, I think it's a really cool, you guys can definitely speak to this. I don't ask about the meaning behind songs anymore because I don't want to ruin it for anybody else as far as like, connections that they make but i i think the thing that i hear in it is it comes from this place of like almost uncertainty in yourself and like imposter syndrome a little bit and unsure your value yeah and this like this knowing that my support circle has had my back type of of feel yeah i i'm 100 like the the goal of that song like like personally like writing the lyric like writing that that song like i'm trying to write like a like like a song like lyrically like for my family and like my friends as like a thank you like for like a long time and i just never was able to like fucking do it the right way without being corny or like without like i don't know i wanted it to just do it the right way and like it was it's just like you know it's just a thank you honestly at the end of the day cuz like we all the love letter to our friends and family. Yeah, yeah. for real. Like it's yeah. like a, we've it's been coming from a place of gratitude, right? Like it's yeah. They held us down during the bad birth bad times, and like you know, it's just like we can't be we we couldn't stand like without them, and that's just like personally and as a band. I think right. I'm speaking as like and like the album like Sun in My Eyes, like I wrote like the like this is just lyrically everybody wrote the album like you know sonically and like musically like i'm talking about the lyrics specifically right. um but like it was like during like a hard time in my life like and it was essentially like my friends and my family like really like pulled me up like and like made sure i didn't fall like and they were responsible like i would not be here like pretty much you know without them and it's just like a thank god like they're there like kind of thing so like that song is my favorite song on the album like next to sun in my eyes um 100 like just love that song like not even just like the song or like the meaning of it because it's important yeah so sonically uh maybe we'll have everybody else chime in on this sonically what was it like for you guys building around the lyrics of this you know and trying to attach because i think for me like Obviously, lyrics are emotional, but you can do so much with fucking sound too. Like you yeah, can man. totally fuck up the meaning of a song yep. with the wrong sound. So, what was it like for you guys to to start building that sonically and saying, "Okay, we know the feeling that we want people to have. How do we deliver?" Well, the way the way we kind of operate is we write a lot of the music first. Okay, yeah, kind of. Um, you know, Chris is always writing. So when we have a good, a good base of what a song is, he'll, he'll kind of work with the, the lyrics through that. So it's more of feeling what the music is and seeing how he, he can best, you know, 
adapt what he's thinking into the song. So we kind of we kind of all work on the music first, and then it's I don't I don't know if it might be some backwards to some bands if they're doing vocals first or but that's that's kind of how we do it. The thing I love about our band, man, like Ben, like is like it just feels like we'll be in like my favorite shit like we ever wrote like is about like a lot of the shit is like we're in a room together in our practice space and Ben has a riff and he's like riffing and like he's like the rhythm Taylor's got like he's just like nah this this is it like where he's like starts like hitting the drums and then like Joey's got the leads going Ben hits the like we're all like we're all writing this shit together and then I'm just like yeah like and I just start like kind of like freestyle singing some shit and i'm just like not nah, feels like this like it feels like like a mat like we're all we're all doing this together like yeah and we just we kind of mold the clay it does all start with the riff usually um the usually with the rhythm and uh and we, it starts with the lead sometimes too well we'll we'll build off of some type of guitar foundation and and taylor will come in and uh build up the dynamic with you know how he hears what the what the drums will be doing um but yeah i mean it, it, i guess there's no formula for you know there's no standard template for for this kind of thing but yes. it, like our process is, is it, it always starts with kind of the riff at least for me like hair started with the riff i mean it wasn't just held me down right i mean yeah. but um but yeah i mean it it, it kind of for me, when I know it's going to be a, an FSA song, it's like I if I have something to pitch to Ben or or, or, or whatever, like I, I know immediately from their reaction on, on their faces. Like I, I know these guys so well when I pitch something within five seconds, I know whether or not I'm going to like pursue it or if right. it's like a dud. But uh, and I feel like for sure. This same with the same like, with honestly the lyrics like and i'm like i could just read on their face they're like no nah, not that one like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean but that's the thing we've been doing this together for so long and, and we have such a good read on each other and understanding of what we all like that like and i i guess this also goes for any collaborative project not just music or, or a band but like you know it's it's the cross-section of all of our interests right it's when it's when a little bit of Bennett really, really resonates with with Taylor. Really, really resonates with with what I have in mind for a lead. Really, really resonates with what Chris's lyrics are and Brendan's lyrics and 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 raspy voice. You know, like it's it's kind of like you know not, you, you can't be afraid to have a flop or have a dud idea because. Yeah because the good idea song there's 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 songs that we were we were working on like for the album like to joey's point and like we would try and work on them like we try to finish them in it for months and like they just wouldn't happen like yeah I, like we were like what the fuck we just can't do it like you know what i mean like so there were like half there's so many like unfinished songs that we had for this album so interlude on the record is like a really experimental sounding thing with like almost like a trap beat backing yeah. that riff, we tried to make that riff into a song for so long and nothing was working. Nothing. I, I don't know. I, it had to have been Chris because he's the hip hop guy. I don't remember the the original who said, hey, let's make this like a I short think it was Taylor. Song. No, it was Taylor. <laughs> yeah, when I, I was like, I was like, thank God. Thank you, Taylor. This is my moment. <laughs> One of my favorite song. I was listening to Belmont. 
And then I was like, yo, wouldn't it be cool if we did something similar to this? And then like, I sent you the song and you would like, I was like, but now I was like, yo, wow, you guys agree with me. And then I can't remember how it transpired from there. I think you guys worked, I think it was just like Bennett and you, Chris, worked on it by yourselves for a little bit and then yeah. like sent like a rough demo. And I was like, oh my God, this is sick. Oh yeah. We were like, I remember it in Joey's room. Cause he, Joey did a lot of the demos. We were like bouncing. We were like smoking, fucking, we were like, this is fire. Like we got the trap beat going. I had the auto tune on my voice a little bit. Yeah. Sick. so it was yeah. the, the original song it was like a it started with a clean guitar riff that i wrote that i i really really loved and then we you know tried you know just making it a normal full band kind of song and we had like a bass for it but it was like you know they said it was never sticking it was never fully going anywhere and then taylor brought up that idea and then i kind of thought well we can use that riff in that song and I was really happy because I loved the riff so much and it was going to go away. And now it kind of it found new life in this little interlude that we have. And um, it's, it's, such a, it's such a different kind of thing on the album. It's, it's right in the middle. It's kind of, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, you know, especially when, when you have an album that is so many different sounds, you know, is truly a showcase, that interlude is that chance for the listener to breathe a little bit and go, okay. Yeah. let's reset let's see what what's going on next because i'm trying to process everything yeah yeah um that's so i think it's a smart move you know yeah that that that's what we had in mind with it, it it's slower you know it's more chill um and uh i really it love goes it. right into valleys <laughs> oh it does it i didn't even know it's right into like the heart it's like gets dark again and like it's like oh fuck all right rest of the album's coming yeah that's dope uh taylor why don't more people know about Belmont? Because I know about Belmont, but Jesus <laughs> I'm, Christ. I'm an easy core kid. Like my first, my first favorite pop punk band was Four Years Strong. You know, easy core. Yeah. I love Set Your Goals, you know, and um, Chunk No Captain Chunk. I loved all those. City Lights, like Chris mentioned earlier, he liked City Lights. Yeah. I exclusively listened to easy core when I was getting into pop punk. And obviously like my taste has grown and um like Belmont's just killing it right now. They're they're a little bit like getting heavier into more metalcore, but like they're still easy core, you know, pop yeah. punk. And I love that about them. I love how fun their sound is. I love how like how you know technical their their instrumentals are. Their yeah. drummer like overstepping, amazing. Oh my god. Woo. So the two things on that: a they just dropped the instrumental uh, aftermath album last year as well. Uh, but I tried to show. I was getting a buddy of mine that's. A, he loves kind of all music as well, but he's more typically in like the metalcore range and things. And I'm like, I think you'll like Belmont though. Like if you give him a chance yeah. and he started listening through that album and he got to country girl and he, <laughs> he sends me a text. He goes, I'm fucking done. I can't do it. Like, all right. Hey, they took fair. a risk though. They took a risk. I, I respect it. Yeah. I respect that. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, go for it. Not my cup of tea, but you know, yeah, I I don't know. I don't think it's a bad song. If we're gonna be honest, I don't think it's, not it's a bad, bad song. It's not a bad song. No, for real. Yeah. Yeah. So um you you mentioned going, you know, into the quote unquote into the dark on on kicking into valleys and all that. Yeah. It's not a concept album in the traditional sense of a concept album, but talk about I'm a fucking huge advocate for the first time somebody listens to an album at least the first time do it fucking front to back because there is a story to be told. Yep. How do you guys feel about that? Especially with this release. That, that was 
super, you know what? It Making a concept album is so hard, man. Like that is, and you know what? Who does it really well? Silverstein and to me mm-hmm. as a band. And like, I've, that's kind of what I was trying to like, with lyrically and like it, it was it's very hard i don't so like i agree it's not like 100 a concept but there's something of a story in a way like there's an i central theme there and i love listening to albums from that's the only way i do it like new album like what even like the young thug just dropped an album last night i was listening to that front to back like you know what i mean like i love the intro to the outro i think it all like is is really cool like balance composure i like love like I'm about to see them in July. Like I've been listening to everything front to back again. Like not just going in snip. Like I like going in snippets, but like the vibe of the album, like the color, right. the color of the album. Like you need the front to back is sick. Yeah, and the only way I listen to albums is from top to bottom. And like I could drum all the songs on the album. Like if I want to like drum along to him, I won't know the names of the songs. So like I'll be like, oh, what's this song? I don't know. It's like the fifth track. Right. It's like. Same thing with like when we, we usually play like full album playthroughs of Blink-182 at the end of our practice. And we're all just like, oh, what song is next? And I'm like, I don't know the name of it. I'm just going to start playing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's something that the world has very, the musical world has very much shifted away from kind of full album, at least the importance on full album releases. You know, everything is very single driven and the way things are consumed definitely by the younger generations are, you know, songs and not, full albums but i mean i don't i don't think we're really trying to be anything or trying to fit into anything it's just it's just what we kind of like and uh that's why you know we did we did kind of teardrop singles which kind of fits into the new world of music but they were leading up towards the album so you know that was important to us bennett came up with the track list and the track list is like I remember him coming showing it to us and I remember stressing about it in my brain. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to like, how is everything going to line up? Like, like lyrically and like Sonic, I was just like, this is, you know, like the permutations of like trying to come up with a track list. Yeah. Like breaking my brainstem and like Bennett was like, there it is. And I was like, Oh, well, that's perfect. Like that's exactly <laughs> what it should be. I had and- a good four or five different combos that I made and like listened through. And then I finally landed on what we have. And just the the flow from song to song is really important to me. And I think I, I was really happy with where it ended up. Yeah. I, I think it's cool too, because like, you're right. There are so many artists nowadays that are only focused on singles. And I get it because especially during COVID you had people's attention but yep. they were just doom scrolling and things like that. So skipping around, but no, I, I tell people bare minimum, it's one time front to back. Ideally you're going to listen to it at least three times front to back. One is that surface level. Listen yep. Two, you really start to vibe and figure out, okay, what do I like? What's, what's pulling me in. And third, you start diving into lyrics and going, Oh, this, you know, this has a, a meaning or yep. this connects here. Um, if you want to playlist it after that, that's fine, mm-hmm. but don't fuck around and just start skipping through an album because you're going to miss what that connection is. Yeah. Yeah. I hundred percent. It's like kind of going to a, like the chapter three of a new book. Right. Like, and that's exactly what I, I tell people, even if it's not a Coheed and Cambria yeah. type of concept album, like, Great. Oh, I love that band, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's it's not that story, but there is a story. There's a sonic story, if nothing else. And it makes it, me happy you matters. think that. It makes me happy you think that. Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah. That's um, no. Go ahead, Joe. No, I... Okay. I, <laughs> Sweet. Um, so, obviously, as a DIY band, shit's expensive, right? Let's let's just fucking be <laughs> honest about it. Put it out there. Um, <laughs> let's talk about building music videos and, you know, even doing the recordings and releases yourselves. Uh, talk about the the not in the woe is me part of the strain, but the strain of like, OK, we have to prioritize which things we focus on. Great question. Um, I think really it's it, it comes down to honestly from and guys back me up here like it's not so much the cost so much as the like return on investment because a lot of the people that we ride with it doesn't it just like falls apart like things don't work out we don't have a multi-million dollar production company for our music videos so we have to like plan and manage and like the amount of work just to find an extra or like a, a, an actor or an actress for a B-roll ends up being like such a daunting task. And it's not that it's expensive. Like we, we pay them like, a, a, a you know, for their time and everything. Just it's not, you know, breaking our bank or anything, but like, it, I guess it's like people's time. I, I honestly don't really know, but like that to me has been the bigger problem and the like with the DIY aspect of it. I think I agree. And I want to couple that Joey. It's I think scheduling is one of the hardest parts. I think scheduling between like five people plus the other outside, like whether it be the photographer, the videographer, the extras, like getting everyone in a schedule, like while everyone's working full-time jobs and like, have like lives you know it's it's that's very difficult i think that that's harder sometimes than the price point to me and i agree with the roi like i agree with the return on investment like we want to pick pick and choose because everyone's times that we gotta we gotta we don't have the love we don't we can't just this is not our full-time job right you know and going kind of going back to the original question one thing we really prioritize kind of honestly individually not even it wasn't even as like a group, like we have to do this is we all really um, put a lot into our own personal um, rigs, like uh, musically. Um, I mean, Taylor has an S- a beautiful SJC kit. Joey and I both run um, Kemper profilers for our sound. So like um, that's something we really put a lot of pride into that we have great equipment that we know is going to sound great, um, whether we're live or in the studio. And so and you know, luckily, as as kind of Chris mentioned, you know, we all have kind of full time normal jobs, so that helps fund these kind of things. Whether we're doing a video or you know need something gear wise or whatever merch, whatever is coming up towards the band. Yeah, Taylor, I want to talk about your kit. I'm not a huge drummer, but honestly. SJC can go against fucking anybody, right? Like I have never heard an SJC kit that did not sound solid. So I have um, an acrylic kit. I actually bought it from the drummer of Vieira, um, another like easy core band, huge fan of from, you know, like 10 years ago. Um, I bought it from her. 
I don't know. Like, Ocean State pop eight, on. Yeah, <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was about eight years ago I bought it from her, from Brittany. And um, my snare drum, I got custom made. And of course, uh, as they were mentioning earlier, my obsession with Mountain Dew, uh, SJC did a custom wrap for me to look like a, you know, like a can of Mountain Dew. Their logo is in the Mountain Dew font. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I always get like killer. people like. Remember we were trying to do the green screen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gr- so it's obviously green. Oh, right. That's funny. But I, I wish I could speak to the gear part. Uh, I'm pretty bare bones. Um, I don't have a mic. I literally just got so far a show where um, I got for inter- the interlude we were talking about. I got like an auto tune pedal that Joey um, had sent to me. Um, TC Helion. Um, it's really cool. Um, so we're going to be able to do it like live. That's the only, literally the only pedal that I've ever owned. Um, so I'm excited to be able to stomp on it. Um, so that's gonna be cool, but that's all I really have for gear. Music videos, yeah, but yeah, music videos super important to us too. They're just fun to do, in my opinion. But and they, you know, I I think it was Bennett that commented on it earlier. Like it adds a, a different element to the sound that you know, seeing yeah. that visual to tell the story as well. Like it's super dope to to listen to senses fail, but then to see you know, the, the priest and the martyr yeah. video, like, okay, I fucking get this. Yeah. I think music videos are, you know, nowadays they're not the most. They're all fucking performance-based and it pisses me off. <laughs> you know, we, well, lucky for us that our, the one that we're about to drop is, has a little bit of a little bit of both. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of, you know, you know, Two two minute TikTok videos are more popular than watching a yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. And just speaking for myself, you know, we were part of the generation that grew up where with music videos being almost so that's just kind of been ingrained in me. And it's something that I've loved being able to do with this band. We have a handful now, which is just personally really cool, whether it, you know actually gains a new fan or honestly if it doesn't i kind of don't really care because i love (laughs) it i love having it and it's 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 so much fun that's a cool memory for us to look at when we're older together yeah well and like you said earlier chris you know to to show kids later on right like hey you know before i was the asshole dad we did this (laughs) cool thing you know (laughs) oh we got our first baby in the band our brendan is a dad um you just had a kid how long ago now ben January. January. So he's you're gonna be able to show him. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's dope. Um, so kind of as you know, 2023 rolls on and and summer kicks in. And uh for us, I'm Midwest, but Indiana and East Coast kids, we only have a short window for our summer shows and festivals and concert season. So what's this kind of looking like for you guys? What what are we hoping to gear up and and do over the next couple months yeah um i mean huge news is we're playing our um, album release show at pianos in new york uh on the 22nd of july and we sold it out already um we had announced it last week and it sold out in a week um which, which is crazy our first sold out show ever um yeah. really really happy with that and then um honestly that's what we got right now. I think we have like, we're just pretty hot hyped on it and we're going to ride that for a little while and ride the album. Um, yeah. For like the rest of the summer and enjoy it. 
put them in a lot of work the last while for it. So, yeah. But again, I think for casual fans or casual listeners, that gets kind of overlooked. They don't fully understand the amount of work that goes into to doing an album. They they see the behind the scenes TikTok where everybody's laughing, having a good time in the studio. They don't see the 3 a.m. when everybody's ready to kill each other because they can't get the sound right. They don't, they don't see the uh, six-hour days that Joey and I had um, arguing over a certain riff or trying to figure out what, <laughs> or, or what note goes into a certain spot. Yeah, yeah. At each other's throats over things like that. Yeah, no one sees that, though. Yeah. I'm guilty of that, too, with you guys. <laughs> oh, I think, I think had- every band is, though, right? You have to be. The creative process, right? <laughs> yeah, yep love for what we do like it shows how much we love like each of our you know individual parts everybody else's part and how it want we want it to sound together we want it to sound the best it could be and you know everybody has a different background so they kind of have the influence from that background and you know people think like some other guys think it should be one way others think it should be what the other way and then the guy we record with thinks it should be his way and you know he kind of settles our disputes a lot of the goat shout out yeah, Chris the goat we love that motherfucker <laughs> like the sixth member of the band right like he's like he he uh settles a lot of disputes he turns a lot of the final touches into you know he he turns the songs into what like before i'll give you an example held me down the song we just put out going into the studio i hated that song because it was there was like what there was like ben one part difference there was like an intro that wasn't in there. So, so, something was different. And we, we in bed, didn't in know it? how we wanted it to, to like, we didn't know how to resolve the dispute we were having. So we brought it in and we were like, you know, exhausted over thinking every possibility. And we were like, hey, Chris, like, here's the situation with the song, blah, blah, blah. He, he, he listened to it once and he would like copy, paste, whatever he had to do. And it turned it into like a banger. And I don't know how he does it. he just has an, an ear for it so like I, I gotta give him him props he, he's the the goat yeah producers are are under fucking rated uh that's all there is to that i've been saying that a lot especially recently people don't it's a whole different talent like some of them are very musically inclined as far as like playing instruments and stuff yep. some of them aren't but to have the talent to listen to something to Joe's point here, like to listen to it and go, cool, I already know what to do. Here's that fix. Boom. It's done. Like what the fuck just happened here? Like, I don't understand how you did that. that point. We've, been, we've been going to Chris since 2016 for our second EP. And um, we just really trust him, really trust his musical abilities and his instinct. And we get along so well with him. So that's why we've just kept going to him. And I think he has, the absolute most professional sounding mixes of oh i i have to chime so before i was a part of this band i replaced scott right scott was mentioned earlier he was like yeah it's away alum um so scott you know went his separate ways with the band and there was like an open slot and when bennett came to me and was like you know do you want to do you want to do this um the single most driving factor that made me so, so hyped to join this band was the production on Hypervigilant. And 
I remember when we finished rec- like writing, um, I swear this light won't fade. And I went into, I, I, I had talked to Chris Paquette briefly and I knew him from shows, but I never went to him for studio work. So I knew who he was. But um, when I was going to the studio for the first time, I remember being so excited that like, I'm going to be in a band that has a sound like that. And that hasn't gone away. I love our production. I really do. Yeah. And that, that's dope. I mean, you know, the, I, I say this a lot too. The, the single worst thing as a musician is to not love the, the work that you're doing. You know, like the easy example is a cover band. Like obviously they love the songs because they're performing them. But to go up and be in a cover band where you're just going through the motions of playing a song Oof. is not is not where the oh, heart no. is, right? No. Just like, oh, like, okay, here I am again playing a song that is okay, but I don't care. Versus getting on stage, even if it's to 50 people and going, this is what I fucking love. Yeah, man. I put this in, you know, like, that's where it's at. Yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. You get it. Great dude. Josh, you're the goat. You're the goat, Josh. Hey, you know, 20 years of music journalism. Yeah, yeah, easy, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's cake now. Um, So as we kind of work towards the end here, I do refuse to sit and think of an ending question, just like I refuse to think of a better opening question. (laughs) So I bought this game called Hot Takes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And we're just going to go through two of these uh, potentially shitty uh, opinions here. Let's do it. Um, So the first one is I would rather know when I die rather than how I die. Are we going around the room? Yeah, let's do around the room. Well, I plan on living hard. (laughs) I feel like I would rather know, I think I would rather know when I would die. I think, I think, because like then I can prepare. I don't know, you know, I could like at least enjoy the time I have left. If I, if I knew when, it would be literally the only thing I would <laughs> ever, ever, ever think about. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> what about Taylor? I, I see some shit at work. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I would rather know how I die. And if it's a painful death, I will make sure I like end it some less painful way. <laughs> I, that's smart. I, oh, that's smart. I've that's seen smart. some bad. I've seen people that like I, I've seen people Tell die at work and then. Taylor's a firefighter, FYI. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Joe. Um, I was gonna go the Dwight Schrute way and say <laughs> I'd rather know how I die so I could take my remaining years to train against whatever it is that <laughs> yes. so I could defend against whatever chokehold. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that, Joe, because right here's my Dwight Schrute bobblehead. On <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> myself and the other bro. <laughs> Uh, see, but I, I think I'm with Chris. I think I would rather know when, because like, if it's something like car accident, well, I'm never fucking going to want to get in the car again. Yeah, exactly. But if I know it's not until fucking nice, (laughs) (laughs) um, but if I know like, uh, cool, it doesn't happen until 2048, like Like, I got fucking, I'm good. I got years to fuck around, like whatever. So I, I really think that would be it for me because again, if it was something stupid, I say stupid, but like car accident cool i'm only ever riding my bike or you know skateboarding somewhere because fuck that we're not playing that game car i'm telling you i've seen some painful car accidents and i would oh, not yeah. i'm sure i'm sure yeah. i'd live in a box like in a in a steel box <laughs> right 
the next one is forks are better than spoons. Interesting. Um, with a fork that you could eat. I mean, soup. it depends what you're eating. Eating soup. I, I love soup. I I fuck with soup hard. I think I like I. You know what, man? I don't need a fork. No, nope. you don't need a fork or a spoon for pizza. Oh, yeah, that's the correct thing. answer. That's, that's the correct thing. answer. Spoons are kind of sick. Forks are also underrated. Kind of use the, You can kind of use a spoon as a as a fork. You can't. That, use that was kind of my thought, Ben. Like, you can't use a fork as a spoon, but I can. Even if it's just turning around and using the end of the spoon, I can stab something with a spoon. Yeah. Yup. You. Yup. And outside the box, Josh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I like chopsticks too. I use that honestly a lot. Yeah. Chopsticks are a solid answer. Yeah. Uh, the last one, because we all have fucking bobbleheads of it, is I knew this card was in there, so I went and found it specifically. <laughs> that the office is better than Parks and Rec. Mm. Oh, actually, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I actually, when Park and Rec started, I refused to watch it. I did too. <laughs> it was obviously in the style of The Office, and I remember before it even came out, it was talked about like it was going to be somehow connected to the. It wasn't mm-hmm. right. There were Rumors of that, so I refused to watch it. And then later on, I watched it and I loved it. Yeah, but it's no office. I, no, I it, something. I literally paused it for this. <laughs> like I had it on. Yeah, I I think The Office is better than Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec, but I they're, think they're they're different in some sense. But I feel like people are going to hate on this. I feel like Parks and Rec tries too hard to be funny and be the office. I agree with that. I agree with that. I also would probably say that I like It's Always Sunny better than both. Okay. It's a bold claim, but okay. I know it's bold. I know it's very (laughs) bold, bold, dude. I know. I know. I'm going to stand by it. That or Seinfeld's. Longest running sitcom ever. Yeah. Yeah. What's that, Ben? Always Sunny is the longest running sitcom ever. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Cool. That's a uh, fun fact. All right. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, the Office is my comfort show. It's never not on my TV. So I, it, it's a little biased for, for me to say The Office is better because they're both great shows. But I mean, for me, it's obvious. So yeah. Nice. Taylor, did you chime in on that? Do you have an opinion on that? <laughs> yeah. What do, what do you think, Taylor? <laughs> yeah. Hey. The Office, only because I've seen three episodes of that and zero of Parks and Rec. Okay. Actually, I don't even think I've watched a full episode of um, The Office, maybe just bits and pieces. The one thing I get a lot, because I'm also an EMT, is the CPR one yep. where they're teaching. That's, that's like the only thing I can even remember about The Office. I'm, I'm out of the loop with TV. Okay. That's I fair. watch like Rocco's Modern Life. That's my favorite show. Hey, <laughs> Rocco is the shit, all right? Noted. Like, Noted. if kids today, like, the shows that we grew up on, I'm 38. I don't know about y'all, but you're yeah, sounding you like you're close, you know? Um, so the shows we grew up on would not fucking make it to TV nowadays. <laughs> Especially not all. that show. <laughs> yeah. Especially not that show. No. Yeah. There, there's, oh, the best. There's a reason that we're all, you know, dark humor and just fucked up. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. I wouldn't want it any other way. No, <laughs> no. We've, we've learned to survive. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so 
as we kind of wrap up here, obviously I'll link all the socials and everything, but best place to find you guys online. What's the best way to interact and, and keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, any any of the normal socials you always go to our Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter. Um, Instagram is Instagram and Twitter are from states away underscore because somebody on Instagram has from states away and they haven't used it since 2014. So that's why we have that. And they won't We're also give on it TikTok up. too. We're on TikTok too. Yes, and TikTok too. Post fun clips and whatnot. But um, yeah, all the normal the normal socials you'll find. Awesome. So uh, I think this is going to go live. I was talking to Nate earlier. I think this is going to go live on the 5th. So just before the album drops. Awesome. Um, so hopefully, you know, we'll send a bunch of people your way and whatnot. I'm looking forward to it. I, I really think, I know obviously you're, you're dropping an album already, but I'm already itching for new music uh, from you guys. So <laughs> awesome. definitely want to see, you know, what, what's coming up next and see you guys get out on the road uh again i'm in indiana so if you make it to the midwest Dude, yeah. let me know because i'll yeah. i'll fucking be there so hell yeah love to yeah okay gosh yeah. Yeah, awesome man. i try man i try so that's everything i've got for you guys i again really appreciate you making the time getting everybody in or everybody that could make it in our pleasure um and you know definitely want to stay in touch and and see what's going on so hell yeah we had a blast this was so fun yeah. Yeah. thank you for having me thanks for great. having us man great yeah, absolutely Talk to you guys soon, okay? Yes, sir. Take care, Josh. Later. Yeah. And that was my conversation with the boys in From States Away. Um, again, huge shout out to them for getting everybody together, um, being able to be on that call, and just having the, a great conversation. Uh, had a lot of fun talking with them. Really excited for you guys to check out the new album that they're dropping uh, called Sun in My Eyes, which drops this coming Friday, July 7th. Um, so be sure that you jump over, pre-save it, um, follow the band on whatever streaming service you do, uh, and just play the shit out of this album. I think it's going to have a lot of stuff that, um, no matter kind of which section of the scene you're from, you're going to find something you enjoy on the album. Um... So yeah, just show them some love and support. As always, I will have all the social medias and everything linked in the description of the podcast, so be sure you go give them a like, share, subscribe, follow on any of those platforms as well. Um, and just, again, really show the, the love and support of this scene to the band. Uh, as for my side of stuff, I am once again looking for or potentially looking for um a illustrator graphic designer artist whatever um whatever job title you want to give yourself basically i've got some merch designs i can't draw for shit uh but i've got some ideas that i wanted to pitch and see if we couldn't come up with something so if you or someone you know is a graphic designer, uh, merch designer, things like that. It would be awesome if we could connect and see what we can maybe work out. Um, other than that, guys, busy summer. A um, lot of interviews coming up. A lot of, of concerts that I've put in for press requests and things like that. So hopefully we're going to be bringing you a 
just shitload of content soon. Um, and yeah, just keep doing what we're doing. So if you could obviously do all the free things, uh, for us as well, which is go like, share, subscribe, follow our Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, uh, wherever you're streaming the podcast, follow the podcast, uh, follow musicians for mental health podcast as well. Um, it goes currently under the same, just you make the scene Instagram. Um, but you can find that podcast separately. If you search for musicians for mental health, I am working on lining up some more guests for that as well. Um, but there's some really fucking dope episodes up already. So Go check that out, and that's everything I've got for you guys on this episode. So, as always, I appreciate everything you do for me. Remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.